This is Justine, a quiet soul with a lot of convictions. I am an apostolic young lady with friends who are not of the same faith. So come on this journey to find out how we are able to coexist in this chaotic world. I know it's been so hard and you don't know what it all means. Don't you ever let go See there's a reason You're still sending after all you've seen So don't you ever let go Alright, Missy Matt back for next episode Today, I think it is imperative for us to speak about PCOS. For those who don't know about it, that is polycystic ovary syndrome. This month is about PCOS awareness. And so my guest today will be talking about it. But before I introduce my guests, I'm going to tell you what PCOS is, right? So PCOS is a very common hormone problem for women of childbearing age. Women with PCOS may not ovulate, have high levels of androgens, and have many small cysts on their ovaries. These irregularities can cause missed or irregular menstrual periods, excess hair growth, acne, infertility, and weight gain. And I think it is is really important for us to bring awareness to it because we tend to brush our problems off as women. And I can say that I'm guilty of this. And when we do that, problems can get worse or left untreated. So unmanaged PCOS can impact short and long-term health. It can be associated with type 2 diabetes, infertility, cardiovascular disease, obesity, sleep apnea, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And can't forget depression. So when we manage it and have an early diagnosis and treatment, we can help reduce these risks significantly. So I know I just put a lot of information out there. And we are trying to grasp everything and how important this awareness is. So no worries. We'll talk about this in depth with a friend of mine. You heard me talk about her in the last episode, Miss Moon, Miss Ivana. And I want Ivana to introduce herself. Go ahead. Hello, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ivana. And yes, Justine actually made me aware that this month is P-C-O-S month. <laughs> um, so she asked me to come in today and to talk about the importance of P-C-O-S and how it affects women all around the world and myself. Yes. Now, disclaimer, right? Disclaimer. We are not, and I repeat, not licensed professionals. So... Please speak and gain more information from your own gynecologist, yes. your own professional, okay? But we're just going to have a little discussion because, like Ivana said, she does have PCOS. So I think a good perspective is from someone who has it, right? So we can gain some knowledge about it. 
So we're just going to ask her a few questions. You ready, sis? I'm ready. <laughs> Shoot. All right. I know that is hard to clearly diagnose. So how or when did you know you had PCOS? Okay. So when I was first diagnosed was September 2020, two years ago. Um, but to answer your second question, I actually suspected I had something going on after my first period. Um, many of us go undiagnosed for many years because doctors tend to brush us off, whether mm-hmm. we have concerns about acne or hormones or growing hair, like yeah. you said. Um, so these were things that I was experiencing, like really weird um, period, like symptoms, like not regulated menstrual cycles. Um, hair grows. And my mom even took us to the doctor and they was like, oh, you're fine. When I was in high school, I went to the doctor because I started getting hair in my stomach. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're fine. It's completely normal. And I was like, um, this is not normal. I do not feel like a regular girl. <laughs> like what is going on? Um, so then in 2020, I went to a urogynecologist. She was actually amazing. And I was like, listen, something wrong. I think I have PCOS. She's like, no, you don't. Then she did a transvaginal ultrasound. She's like, oh, like you actually do have some half centimeter mm-hmm. cysts on your ovaries bilaterally. I'm like, what the oh, hell wow. does that mean? And so I remember sitting in the car and I'm just like, oh man, like not everything is true. Like I'm going to be infertile or I am mm-hmm. infertile. Um, I'm going to have a harder time, you know, in the summertime wearing, you know, like nice clothes was a little mm-hmm. different because I had all these little hair sticking out. So you tend to feel sometimes a little less than a woman and I guess that's because society pictures us as naked mole rats who you know (laughs) you know makeup and all this stuff but it did affect me in like feeling more like a woman because you know you're taking it's harder for you to have kids now um is you have the weight gain you have the hair and you know doctors tend to dismiss this so you're trying to look for a more holistic approach at home like Justine said though I'm not a medical professional But, you know, I realize it's lonely for a lot of us and we're all trying to figure it out. Most doctors say, oh, lose weight or they shove, you know, pills. We like here to take, yeah. take metformin, which is one of them or something else that like blocks androgens from hair being mm-hmm. grown. But yeah, it's been a long it's been a long process to actually get diagnosed. And that's I feel like it's very common around among this community. OK, so I heard you talking about symptoms. What symptoms do you currently experience? Um, the symptoms is obviously hair grows for me and it's not for everyone. Um, I also experienced like serious menstrual cycle issues mm-hmm. such as, um, like I get really depressed. Yeah. I have anxiety. I always thought like, this isn't normal. Like for like two weeks out of the month, I'm like really sad. I tend to isolate myself. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone seems that these symptoms as normal because a lot of women who have just, you know, go through the periods have these up and down cycles, but it's more severe than what I feel most people go through. And I now I've gained 40 pounds, so weight gain, you know. And it's not because I'm lazy or I eat a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's just because, you know, the insulin resistance. So it's like you have to watch what you eat, when you eat, you know. Dairy, they say it's not recommended, gluten-free. But at the same time, it's hard to follow these things for a lot of people because you don't have the money to eat right or the sources. It kind of gets difficult and you tend to eat what you can, but you mm-hmm. also want to be mindful of what you eat and what time you eat. So yeah, it's not like when we were 18 and we could eat whatever we want, you know, <laughs> whatever time come out the club and you eating like a whole hamburger or something like that is is when you're older, it affects you more. Mm-hmm. So you really touched on my next question, <laughs> physical changes, right? So that is something that you go through 
that really takes a toll on you, right? Especially when you come from being a teenager, you're slim and your hair is just long and nice and full. And you're like, I could wear this bodycon dress like some of you guys are talking about. (laughs) And now it's like all of a sudden it's like the weight gain and the hair is growing. And then you talked about the mental and emotional toll that it takes. You said that you're depressed out of time, but how much toll does it really take on you? The depression, it takes a, a real toll. Like um, your relationship with my relationship with my family, relationship with my family, um, my friends, my significant others in the past. Um, it's something that I realize I have to look into more. I even consider taking medications, and I have actually taken some antidepressants. At the time, I feel like it didn't really help because it takes a while for it to your body to get used to it. And I never allow that time. So I can't really say if it doesn't, it doesn't work. So don't go by me. <laughs> but, you know, for some people, it probably is helpful. You know, antidepressants can help with, you know, um, menstrual symptoms emotionally. But for me, I feel like I tend to really disengage. Um, and it's like, I know what it is, but it's so hard to bring yourself out of it. And then like, like everyone, once your period is done, you're like, hallelujah, like Mm -hmm. it's a brand new person. I'm (laughs) able to, you know, do things, but you know, and I don't know if one triggers the other one because I'm not a psychologist, but you know, sometimes depression, anxiety can go hand in hand. So you have anxiety about, oh my God, what if I go outside and someone looks at me and sees my face and sees all this hair? Mm -hmm. Or what if, you know, someone thinks I'm ugly or I'm less of a woman or I'm a man. So you have, so you have like that social thing in your head when you go outside, like people People looking at you sometimes people really don't care but then there are people out there that are looking but honestly i think it's a mindset where you have to just walk outside and be comfortable with who you are and i don't care can i curse on, on um oh, you may not <laughs> damn i can say just screw everyone but you know yeah you have to have a strong mindset when you come outside you know having pcos emotionally is not something easy um and you sometimes you can't even see it you can't see the symptoms on somebody mm-hmm. they may look completely normal per se but deep down they're they're battling through a lot you know yeah so that's something i really when i first when our gang really like really ganged up (laughs) (laughs) the four of us and i know sometimes dimitri bothers you sometimes but you know it's out of big brother love but sometimes you know me being justine that's concerned i don't really say it much but when I see sometimes you're like sad or like you're not like the one talking in the group. And I'd be wondering, like, is there something that we can do? Because I know you do have PCOS and you go through emotional stuff. I feel like I'm about to cry. Okay. <laughs> Anybody yeah. who doesn't know me, disclaimer, I'm a big baby. Um, I come off tough, but I'm big a baby. <laughs> Aww, no so when I see you sometimes, I wonder if like we like joke too much with you or you're going through something. Is it us or what? So I think my next question is when you are going through those moments in your, you know, your journey, what are some things we can help you? What are some things we can say or do, you know, to help Just, you through? Justine, you crying. She's like, make me cry. And I'm trying to keep blinking. <laughs> Um, I love you for that question. I don't think that's something anyone has ever really asked me. Um, sometimes when I'm in a group, I am like to myself, but also, you know, 
another issue disclaimer i am hard of hearing so sometimes i don't like to engage if there's too many conversations going on but in that case um for assistance sometimes you could just ask me like am i okay or how i am or you know i like one i realize i like one-on-one conversations or one-on-one time um i mentioned this with our favorite guy dimitri (laughs) he's very much aware and noticed that i like one-on-one time but um i know it's all out of love you know now that i know you guys you know i i'm a little i feel like lately i've been a little more happier within the group and Mm -hmm. having fun but before yeah it will feel a little lonely a little distant but it's honestly it's a question that i don't even know how to answer that's the honest truth because i don't know i know sometimes talking to someone yes but like i feel like there's needs to be something some action yeah some action something bigger i feel like bringing awareness for people to mm-hmm. know but i don't want you to automatically think oh my gosh she's depressed but you know like just, oh my god we can't say this we can't right we can't hang or anything it's sometimes it's something i don't realize but um is this a good question? I really have to think about this one. Actually, you got me, you got me going home now. I'll be like, so what, what can help me? But honestly, just one-on-one time, like, you can call me or text me or put me on the side and be like, hey, are you okay? I noticed this and this and off. And I'll reassure you, like, hey, there is something. Well, actually, Justine knows that I kind of bottle things up. Yep. <laughs> and Dimitri, and then I would, like, call them and I'll be like, this whole blurb will come out. Um, so I have to also work on stating how I feel and being more confident in speaking out in a group and, you know, whether I'm uncomfortable or not. But I promise y'all, I am a cool, happy person. <laughs> she <Sometimes>. is. <laughs> She's that happy, hippie vegan. Yes. <laughs> so let's go into that. I heard you talk about your diet, like the gluten and things of that nature. Yeah. Is that one of the reasons why you decided to become a vegan? Actually, no. I started, I started to become vegan for the animals, but they also, I have read online, you know, that being vegan can help improve the symptoms in women with PCOS and some of them even cure them, you know, besides exercise, diet, I think for anything is very helpful. But also with a vegan diet, you have to be very careful because if you eat soy a lot, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of non-GMO, GMO soy, excuse me, um, that also can, you know, cause you to grow more hair, like stuff like tofu, you have to be very aware of soy-based problems. Cause I realized I was eating a lot of soy-based problems, I mean, soy-based foods and i was growing like a little more hair on my face and on my body and then i kind of stopped that so i think it depends everybody every person's body is different every diet is going to work differently as long as you incorporate like veggies and fruits you're definitely helping yourself um some people they should eat meat not instead of not eat meat. but again i'm not a medical professional you have to go <laughs> by this um i'm just saying like for myself i eat pretty well i feel like the more thing i need to work on is exercising because we do experience fatigue and tiredness from you know our everyday lives and i feel like mm-hmm. women with pcos myself like i could sleep a long time and it's very like concerning and Is i'm that always one of the things that comes with just being <laughs> fatigued <laughs> yeah being fatigued being tired for no reason and we get we get called lazy you know and yeah. that kind of hurts us because it's like we want to do it we want to like i'll get if i go to the gym i'll get that energy from the gym but i'll get it for like two hours don't get me wrong i feel like the gym does help like my depression anxiety helps me feel confident but to have that consistency is a work you know you have to work for it so I recommend people to try that, you know, going to the gym and eating a balanced diet, but don't overdo it. If you can work out at home, do a little this and that, I guarantee you it will help you feel better and relieve your mind a little bit from all the stressors that you have of just trying to be you every day. (laughs) So you said um, they have medications, your diet, exercising. 
Are there other treatment plans, more holistic plans do they have for PCOS? Have you ever heard of any others? Um, I've heard of, honestly, I've tried to look some, some stuff up, like taking, um, I take some supplements, you know, like probiotics, um, some liver, like tinctures and you know, other things. I try not to drink as much. I was drinking a lot <laughs> this summer, <laughs> but I heard drinking doesn't help either. Um, and then, you know, to work on your adrenal, like your activeness, I take some supplements for that. I also take something called inositol. Mm-hmm. I believe it's more effective. Well, as effective, not more as metformin. Um, for me, metformin was something that gave me the runs. It was really bad side effects. And I was just like, no, no, no never mind. I'm oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I already have stomach issues. So I think it's just everybody kind of has to, you can follow people like on Instagram or on TikTok who have more information, who are done their research and a little more certified than I am and who have gone through the experience. I do follow people, you know, with fitness that have PCOS and all the stuff they recommend. I can't always incorporate everything I don't have the finances to, mm-hmm. but I try to buy little things here and there and see if it makes a difference. Okay. So at the beginning, we were talking about, you know, us being millennials, young, you know, you guys as my friends who like to show off more little legs and little stomach, you know, um, do they have medications for hair growth or do you take it? Would you ever consider taking it? Or are you at the point now that you are embracing that side of symptom that it comes with? Yeah, I think I'll become a little hippie. Um, <laughs> I definitely am. I don't like body hair on myself. I listen, I'm all for it. Like if you have it, fine. Like, but it's just, it's just, it's bothersome for me, but I have learned to embrace it. Um, there are methods like laser removal. It's not permanent, but it will help, you know, reduce the amount of hair and electrolysis. I do electrolysis. I actually went today. It's kind of like this procedure where they kind of shock you with little like electricity and mm-hmm. your hair follicles to kill it. It's actually painful. Oh, maybe my pain tolerance is just low, <laughs> but it's painful. I would sweat bullets. Um, um, but the person that does it, she tries to have conversations with me, which is helpful because then I kind of take my mind off the pain yeah. that's happening. But I've been going to her for several years um, to do my face because one of the things I'm very self-conscious about is when someone um, looks at me. And, you know, back then we kind of got made fun of for a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. I used to get made fun of for the hair, for being hairy. And, you know, it kind of put me down. Like there were nights where I cried about it. There were nights where I felt like I wouldn't find a boyfriend or I wouldn't get married or... Mm-hmm. Um, nobody will want me, you know, it was very, I really thought very low of myself. Um, so, but then as you get older, you kind of just don't care anymore and you're just doing it for you. If, you know, somebody loves you, they love you no matter what, no matter how you look, no matter what you bring, you know, you also have to remember you have a really good personality. So you Mm -hmm. have to keep going with that. But I say, listen, embrace it. If you want to take it off, take it off. If you don't have to take it off every day or every time or every week, you take it off whenever it bothers you. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. You know, I always represent for all my hairy individuals out there. So (laughs) you guys are beautiful no matter what. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Serious question. Uh Do you know if there are any cancer risks with PCOS? We talked about infertility. We're going to talk about that after this. Mm -hmm. But any cancer risks? I actually don't know about cancer risks. I haven't been like told. I only met with that OBGYN that diagnosed me like three times, but we never spoke in depth about cancer or anything like that. 
Personally, me, I have thought about that because I don't know what it can come with. But that's one of the things that I worry about. And I do work in an urgent care clinic. So mm-hmm. I feel like now that you've asked me that, I should utilize my resources yeah. <laughs> and ask them um, based on their medical you know, experience, does PCOS lead to cancer? Um, that's a really good question that we should all take a look out and definitely follow up with your GYN primary care. Because, you know, women, we all want to prevent this. A lot of us, we don't really get checked often mm-hmm. um, or we can't afford the copay or for whatever reason we get nervous. But just don't get nervous. Go do that pap smear. Go get biopsied um, to make sure that you're okay and you're taking care of your health because it's very important. Yeah. Yes, please do that. It's very, 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 very important. Now, I don't think we ever talked about children, us having children. Oh, we only we only know where, you know, the other two stand on it. I don't think um, I've ever heard you talk about it. So is that something you want in your future children? Um, I want to know that I'll be able, that I can have children. As per se, do I want children? I'm not sure yet because the way this world is leading to, I don't know if there's going to be a sustainable, um, earth in like 50 years, but if it happens, you know, it happens. I just, it's kind of sucks when you kind of have some opportunity taken away from you. You're not even certain if that's what you want mm-hmm. or not. Um, so I can't say when I was little, I dreamed of having kids because I, at the same time, like, I was already self-conscious that I wasn't going to find anyone. So if you yeah. don't find anyone, who are you going to have kids with? Um, unless I adopt. But for the most part. Um, you seem like the type to adopt, too. Though. I know, right? <laughs> like, there are kids out there that all need All the babies. It. Yes, I'm all about giving. Um, so, yeah. I If I get to have them, that's great. If I don't, I'm not sure about that. I don't know how I feel if it's because of my PCO is my infertility. I probably would be saddened because it is an experience I've had before where I've tried and it was hard. It was hard. I was sad. You know, it was, it was something tough. So it's something you have to be mindful and be patient about because for women who experience infertility issues, you're supposed to try for at least a year. So they say um, before you kind of go to a specialist to figure out what's mm-hmm. wrong. So it's like for a year you're trying and then it's like you have to be patient for a yeah. whole year. You're trying, you know, and you can get discouraged. And listen, with PCOS, it's not impossible it's just your chances are slim but you really have to work for it treat your body right treat it like a temple put the necessary vitamins and needs to be able to have a kid that's for me y'all i don't know we'll see what's coming in the future but i can have it listen i want some nieces and some nephews that's what you're gonna give us too long too (laughs) long (laughs) all right my last question is there possibility to have pcos and not know basically not having any symptoms that's a good question. Um, I think it's possible to have PCOS and not know. I wouldn't say not have any symptoms, but have like mild, slight mm-hmm. symptoms, like maybe irregular period or maybe because, like I said, there are people that are very skinny, mm-hmm. look fit, go to the gym and still have PCOS. Yeah. I think it just depends. It may be more internal than a little than a physical thing. Um, it may be emotional or maybe that they get really bad cramps or something, you know, along the lines. Um, so I do think it's possible. That's why I say everyone should get checked. Um, PCOS is different for everyone. It doesn't always mean hair loss. For some people, they, they do have hair loss. And for some people, they just grow hair. Some people do grow hair and don't have PCOS at all. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really different. It's really tricky. So I think, um, but if you feel like you have any symptoms that say you have PCOS, you should definitely go to a GYN and have like an ultra 
like an ultrasound, a va- transvaginal ultrasound, that's what it's called, just to make sure. But if, honestly, if you don't have any symptoms and you're not concerned about it, then, you know, I don't, most doctors are going to dismiss it anyway. They're yeah. not going to check you for it um, unless you have certain symptoms. Because I had symptoms and doctors still dismissed me. So you really have to kind of advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be too worried if you don't have any symptoms. Again, I'm not a professional. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> So I definitely want to thank you for coming on to speaking with us today. Um, You've been very open and vulnerable with us. Very informative. I hope to also the audience. I'm pretty sure you're you're very informative to them, although you're not a licensed professional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely, definitely. We'd love to have you on back again, hopefully in the future. And to end out this segment, I would like to leave a word of encouragement from Psalm 139, verse 14. It says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And that's just to say we are so grateful to God that he has given us this wonderful life, despite, you know, the ups and downs that we go through and the people that either make it good or make it bad. And as women, I feel like we're always the first to give thanks. That's just our nature. And it sounds like you are resilient in PCOS. And I'm proud of you. And I'm happy to be your friend. Um, and with that, I'm not trying to get too emotionally crying. <laughs> this podcast is bi-weekly. So stay tuned for the next episode, which will be September 29th. Again, thank you for tuning in for this episode. Until next time, Missy Matt, out.